it's a very versatile instrument uh, which can be adapted for many, many different types of music. And it has uh, so much inside it that has not yet even been discovered, I think. There is room there for everybody to find their own soul in the fiddle. Uh, it's a very expressive instrument and it's, it becomes part of you and an extension of you and really is uh, part of you, becomes part of your soul and, and, and part of your heart. So it, it fills every vein in your body, you know, it, it consumes you and uh, it takes over, I suppose. Uh, and of course that can be dangerous at times as well, but it is an all-consuming passion uh, playing fiddle. I had an aunt who was married to a great flute player. His name was Davy Welsh. He lived in the public house in Mullock. And he taught me a few tunes in the tin whistle. So about 16 or 17 years... There was a fiddle here in the house. I don't know where it came from. A very bad yoke it was. But I was doing a job for my mother and I took it off the... It was hanging the partition. It was all dust. There was only two strings in it. And uh, <coughs> I had the bow and the bow was all sort of not played for years. So I was twisting the pigs and I got a few notes on one string and I went to the other string and I knew it was too low... low. And I tightened up the pigs and got the right notes, like, in the pigs. So I cleaned it up and I bought a set of strings in Milton Malbe and a box of resin. And I didn't know where to put the strings, but I know I had <laughs> the, the fourth one for the third should be. But I was tinkering away with it, twisting it up and down till I got the notes. And that night I went in the room in the quiet and I played four or five tunes. So that's how I started in the fiddle. The Queen of Mission, Marvi, Fiddle Goni, Mohaxa, Smile, Litrum, Agus, Stoy, and Kid, Fumurme, Hulamena, and Violin. No Moam, no Moyad. Ach, as Queen Lamgamach, Nervime, Kuplin, Dishpezir, Vime, Mohalagus, Hanikna, Mummers, Yah, Gam, Nodok, Hesh, Nodok, Agus, Rahar, Ben, 
John Garden the fiddle, I think, you see, was always there because my father played the fiddle, and there was always a couple of fiddles around the house. You know, there was there was, was more than one or two, and uh, like uh, I remember, like being at the kitchen table, like it was a breakfast time or something like, and and my father just kind of I says oh can I play can I can and I put the fiddle under my chin like I couldn't reach the other end of it it was a full size fiddle but I suppose it was probably the following Christmas when a half size fiddle showed up you know and I, I tore up to the bedroom like to show it to my father and mother like I said look at how Santa brought me like it was like incredible like he must mean me to be a fiddle player or something but um, one of my the, like where real attachment to an instrument came I remember my, my father went to Dublin sometime after that and got a three he was recording or something and came back with a three quarter size fiddle like and I was extremely excited because this was going to be the key to sounding better and um I remember that morning I got up and he was still in bed or something, he got home late, but I couldn't open the case. I couldn't open it before school. And I remember I could smell it, like, literally, you know, it's some old Chinese fiddle or something. But I remember, like, going to school that day, and I didn't. I was a kid that didn't like school that much, but I, I remember feeling immune to any torture that day because there was a new fiddle when I get home, and I ran two miles back from school for that fiddle. And I never forget that day, that kind of... Uh, Oh, just pure excitement! Like I, I just—it was, you know, a rich feeling, you know. And that, that, and you know, then I, I, I got my up. My father gave me a fiddle then, like a full-size fiddle, which I've remained attached to all of my life, you know. Well, the can you come with me? I had a gobert a gail and you got heartless and a belly um <laughs>
Eugene O'Curry, who was doing lectures uh, on you know, tra- traditional music and um, manners, customs of the ancient Irish. This was the end of the 1800s. But he refers to a translation of a poem about the Fair of Carmen, which relates roughly around Wexford. Uh, so there, it dates to about maybe the 7th century AD. So it's, it, it talks then about um, different kinds of uh, fiddles being around there. Um, it's just a reference. Um, fiddle, fiddlers, bones and chainmen and um, different kinds of other sorts of instruments as well. Uh, the next kind of data that we have in the fiddle, I think, is uh, from a, an actual fiddle bow, which was found in Dublin, Viking Dublin, from the 11th century. You know, it's Middle Ages. Uh, that probably came from, you know, Viking Dublin probably came from Scandinavian countries. Maybe not. But the bow doesn't appear at all in fiddles until the after the Crusades, so it's Middle Ages before the bow was invented. These things were all plucked before then. So we have an earlier references to an instrument which is the, essentially the same as the fiddle, stretched strings over a box which people plucked, which gives great, should give, give great confidence to guitar players and bazooki players in the present time. People said this is not a traditional instrument. But I mean, we had plucked instruments before we had bowed ones, even in Ireland. Uh, then you have a, a carving of a fiddle player, fiddle with kind of a crude bow. It looks like a kind of a fetus or a fetal figure playing a, a bow in a church in Kerry. And um, that's from the 12th century. You know, it's fairly far back again. And uh, more recently than that, then you've uh, there's also other references. And there's a writer in uh, 1674, Richard Head. He talks about in every field a fiddle and lasses footing it till they're all of a foam. Uh, obviously, fiddle music and dance. But by that stage, then suppose the end of the 1600s, there's another reference to um, teaching the fiddle in Cork. Uh, but by that stage, the fiddle they're playing is probably not uh, any kind of indigenous fiddle at all. It's probably the modern fiddle. But the, the modern fiddle, the one we use, that figure eight chip fiddle, uh, that was invented in the, the 1550s in Italy and really hasn't changed since. Now, there were earlier fiddles in Italy. If you, uh, if you look at the average Christmas card you get, there's pictures of angels playing these weird and wonderful-looking fiddles. These are all dating, I suppose, the end of the 1400s, early 1500s. They're crude kind of instruments, but they're all, they've always got a kind of a, a crescent-shaped bow. But the modern fiddle was the 1500s, and there still are examples surviving from the 1560s and 70s. I was in the Smithsonian Institute in Washington um, a couple of years ago there, and um, they have these five violas and uh, violins from the late, from the later 1500s. They're in a glass case, and they have to get the, 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 they have to have them played every few days in order to keep them the wood keep them from falling apart. So I was in there, and like actually, they're somebody playing an instrument which is, you know, 500 years or nearly 500 years old. It's quite an astonishing thing to realize that a little, little fragile box made of wood could actually last that long. But in reality, all there are very no ancient Irish fiddles floating around because they just rotted away. They're, we have a lovely, damp, wet, miserable climate here. Things just crumble and rot. Special <laughs> 
Yeah, he taught me, you know, we, we kind of had a, well, it t- wasn't a typical kind of teaching situation. Like he'd teach me a bit every now and again and I'd probably go away and forget it and have to have him teach it to me a second time and a third time and he was impatient with it and I was impatient with it like but it it worked out like that he it was perfect really in a sense because he he was he was honest and he was encouraging but he never forced me to play I was never forced to play at all or nobody ever made me practice or anything like that or said you must do this or, so but it was something that I as a child really wanted to do and when I asked my father to show me things he would and he made himself available and he was he, and then we as time went on like we got less into the lessons i suppose and more into discussing it like and what was a good tune what was a bad tune and why didn't you do this or maybe you should try that or you know and so that's how i learned to play the fiddle kind of a back and forth rapport like about it you know bejur na vi mechart fa jimliana dish hashi deni maglohlan espon kranha a chart stagagidor le skafte poestivishe was a dvish the fallum gaelic I guess what you should love a couple of tune away, was it like a cult or it love was it the one crana? I guess for me, Daniel Ward or Denny, I guess, um, we should eat tamai, more wound shark tamai, more we should jacket or meher, Majinu, Wununa, wasn't there to the head get it to Wunugs, the ancient hay nuggets, I guess, uh, we should more wound shark or skull, I guess, and shouldn't wound shark more idler, so Thank you. 
But people always made their own fiddles, even here. Like there's a photograph in one of the Board Falsi books from the 1950s of a fellow, uh, where have I been? Mullingar or somewhere like that. But he's playing a fiddle, it's kind of a triangular shaped thing. And it's not that we played a triangular shaped fiddle in Ireland, it's just that he made it himself. He probably bought the neck and the, and the pegs and things like this, and he made his own body out of a piece of plywood. Uh, Tom Mulligan, who's um, the father of uh, Mulligan, the, you know, Tom Mulligan, who runs, runs the Cobblestone Pub, for instance, like his, remember his, Tom's brother telling me that when he was a child, young fella, he made, and his, him and his brother made fiddles out of tea chest wood, and they, made, they copied the shape of a normal fiddle, and they made them themselves. He said they were a bit lifeless, but they worked, you know, you could play music on them. Uh, Travelling people then in the middle years of the uh, 1900s, they made fiddles out of brass and tin. Uh, maybe it was an experiment, uh, or maybe it was just because you couldn't get plywood. I'm not too sure, but um, some people said it was because they wanted a quiet fiddle to play inside. But the tone of a brass fiddle is so dead, and uh, it's just not a very resonant metal. Uh, they thought it maybe not so as not to disturb the neighbours. Uh, I don't think so. And, but you know, they, these are only you can only speculate about it. But fiddles have been made here by all sorts of people. People have always made their own fiddles. I mean, my uh, grandfather was a joiner up in County Derry. And, um, and he made his own fiddle. He made a couple of fiddles. But his ancestor was a harp maker. But there's no connection between the two things. He just was a joiner, so he made his own fiddle. family, the Joiner Crean would have been one of the more noted musicians. His mother played the concertina and there was always music there and we went down to Clare when we were young and learned off Junior. And then my father, as we arrived along on the scene, I think once you got to the age of five, asked us what we wanted to learn and then sent us into the College of Music to learn properly. And then he taught us the traditional music at home. So there was ten in the family, and six played the violin, two on the flute, one on the piano, and one on the cello. And those that were going to possibly make a career out of it doubled up on the piano as well. So it was a fairly noisy household. All violins would be made fairly similarly from the different types of wood. The top would normally be spruce or pine. The back ribs and neck would be maple. 
and then the fittings can be usually ebony for pegs and fingerboard and tailpiece and then different stringing for different players, different conditions. To make one from beginning to end you could make one comfortably in a month and probably take as long varnishing the instrument but you could be making another instrument at the same time as varnishing. A violin that's been played consistently will have a nice tone generally. Any new instrument will have to be played in and developed because the timber has never worked or vibrated as a musical instrument until the first time somebody takes it in their hand and plays it. So an old violin that's been lying up in the attic for decades would have gone relatively quiet in comparison to what it could sound like with good playing. The bowls, all better bowls, are made with Pernambuco wood, which grows in a very small coastal part of Brazil. The hair is, best quality hair is Mongolian, Manchurian, Northern Chinese, white, unbleached hair. That's traditionally been cropped there to supply the European markets. Very little has actually changed in design of bows since Tort, a very good bow maker in France. Sound is basically made by rubbing the bow across the strings causing them to vibrate and vibrations go through the bridge into the belly of the violin through the sound post which is in the middle of the violin and reverberates out. There have been a number of noted violin makers in Ireland over the last few centuries. George Ward in Dublin from 1710 to 1750, Thomas Perry 1760 to 1818, James Perry I think a relation of his set in Kilkenny in 1780 to 1800s. John Delaney, another Dublin maker, 1795 to 1812. Joseph Perry in Dublin, 1800s. Michael J. Judge, another Dublin maker, 1886. And Edward Keane in Dublin, 1876. Can <laughs> We fidgle on as on you said Japan or China and China because you know form a beat at us. So when I stack here and create in Laiwai, because hang my couple can because you should have my Atlas you can show because you know some keen genuine Laiwian. I guess how she may hang him the mouth show again. I guess again no version we shall meet upon the. I guess how left in your comes. I guess the mouth well you may well answer them or we do lower comes form. Been from ledger a bog, I guess we we can add the cotton yard and the hand strong and so uh, when man the wall and turn on is you know because phone and mobile her mouth to chi today a fagal was the hajebre we we should you know can add the giris hajebre you know I guess that's a third mile point the like don chaila like mile point and a dinge so we should cast like ni rosiki kroma kwartu ni jil na re so that's why we should have nando. So when I stella hen oere le ma vile pont de gesagt ma ekis es few wide nice monash in perry 
Agusinchin have a tribe on the Hanyu Marash ege Kiran Kriyan agese. Bimiche just mahin agus darmet kurtu fejil edrin agese for miche kenshona shivishenyum Colin Mason natanya janta sarank agus tafuam intajas agesha nis fosse kenmasha hortima er horas na ta dul ta et specialta ege peri mahil agus ni wile mahie e khaluna e avrashuna rodbi tarlo doso bishan morfejil balag special morfejil tashta okay i went into a fiddle shop in, in chicago like and i wasn't looking for a fiddle but you know the way you just look at them nevertheless and pick them up and, and this this was the first fiddle your man handed me like and and i say i didn't even bother looking at the rest of them like after i got that in my hand because it kind of had the characteristics that i like you know um you know and i like a, a dark warm fiddle sound you know i've always ever since i was a child that was my sound because that i liked you know because i remember like listening to like recordings of Stefan Grappelli and stuff like that and going to because this warm velvet sound like coming off the fiddle and I going well that's the sound I, I, that's the tone I really like you know and so I, I, I this fiddle like it has you know it's easy to play and it just it has all the things and it like on the high notes sing out too uh, so I like in a concert or something like which I'm, I'm doing a lot you know it 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 it, it can it can sing high but it's got some warmth as well and it you can walk into a studio and record with it and it's it's good and it, it works in a lot of situations but but more importantly than anything else like it sounds good in a hotel room under my chin like which is like sometimes fiddles don't you know in rooms like that and because it's kind of got a rich tone it's it's satisfying when i play you know it's supposedly a lowendal is the is the brand name and there's a little stamp on the back of it here that, that kind of suggests that and uh, by all accounts that would have been made in Germany sometime in the early to mid 1700s so it's a pretty old fiddle and um, but what I like it it's, it's got I just I just enjoy the sound of it I sometimes just pick it up and just knock a few notes out of it without even playing a tune just to hear it you know and the other fiddle that i have is the one that my father gave me when i was like uh, about 12 and that's the one i've made all the records with and recorded and traveled with right up to this point so that's a fiddle that i think will, will always be in my possession you know Kanajilaver <laughs> Kato Karawe Garu, Ni Dentorus, I just was a Shinchurga 
I think some tunes suit the fiddle. I think some keys suit the fiddle, and I think it, in some ways that that there's there's ways of playing the fiddle like that that make some tunes more uh, adaptable. Like like we we have a great like around East Clare, and I don't think we even thought about it. Like fiddle players had this tendency to play in G minor a lot, for example, and. Um, and I I do I, I think there are fiddle tunes like I think we'll say the, the Paddy Fahey tunes and Ed Reavy tunes for example like are just wonderful fiddle tunes you know because the fiddle always sounds good when it's playing those tunes for some reason and you know that there's the trace of a fiddle player in 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 in, in the way those tunes were composed you know but I mean I also have an affinity I think for for tunes from concertinas and pipes as well you know but like for for you know the Paddy Fahey tunes have that big broad range and I like big open G's and D's come flaring out like and and then nice minor touches like come in you know and it's the, the you know rich tunes like for the fiddle <laughs> Two of the finest kind of tune composers that we have at the moment, like I suppose, is probably Liz Carroll and 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 Charlie. They're they just write great tunes. Now I don't know them all, you know. I'm I'm learning bits of them as I go along, you know. But they do write them, and it's it's a really tricky thing to do, I think, to write good tunes these days because you're up against the, the situation of. Um, you know, there's so many tunes out there. You inevitably sound like one another, one tune or another. But in order to be a legitimate tune to fit into tradition, it must in some way sound like all other tunes too. You know, so you have that kind of conflict. But they seem to balance it pretty good, I think. It's <laughs> Well, oh, Sassana. Uh, the Hudson may just a couple of pieces of grief. I guess the chin, the Jera, the shock to Jiren Mahin, I guess Michael Connor, um, Blue Kernin, uh, like Holtus. So, call me a couple of tunes, she's a Regarian Shin. I was in the Asian, the Gulordinia, get a stuff, stuff new, you all So, Honic, uh, Frankie Gavin Cogum, I guess we should do flute album again. I guess we should get a Kionua. So the hug may rinse ma all again. I guess Hanaki the ma, so fishing and popular and Derha in the Asian. But the styles are, you know, there there are very distinctive styles within Ireland. And they, 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 if we talk about regional styles of music in Ireland, we are talking about the fiddle, because they're really most uh, sharply defined on the fiddle, and probably were, as always, probably were created on the fiddle. But you're also talking about personal styles of playing as well. 
like you, you've all the mentor figures in Donegal fiddle playing you might have John Doherty and Sligo you might have Michael Coleman uh, Clare you might have John Kelly or Joe Ryan or somebody like that and, and Kerry you might have Porrigo Keefe uh, Julia Clifford uh, but then you've all the personal stylists as well who are equally distinctive you know there's the Paddy Dlacken he's not Donegal he's not Sligo what is he he's just a brilliant player and then there's uh, you know Maeve Donnelly who's not quite East Galway she's something else as well you've um, Liz Carroll who's you know not anything, I mean, but she is herself. Like, but been a very, very distinctive player, very elaborate and um, you know, inventive player as well. Then you have Eileen Ivers. Uh, the women seem to be on the 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 outer end of the the innovation spectrum here. But then you have Kevin Burke as well. You know, you have lots of people, young John Kelly and uh, James Kelly in the present time. There's, there's an awful lot of individual stylists. A lot of the time, you can actually identify who's playing just by listening to the way they play it. It's like accents. I mean, if you're used enough to fiddle music, you'll be able to define the player within reason. Uh, it's something you hardly know. You won't be able to define, uh, to, to identify them. But I mean, usually you pick up the phone, somebody speaks to you, you can tell who it is instantly. It's a bit like that with fiddle music. It's a very, very expressive instrument. Flute is expressive too, but not nearly as much so as fiddle, I think. Vishagana <laughs> Gaichanbola <laughs> Fetchifuchifreet <laughs> A hexa grosha apple, shenyum gomile than yabiele.
Well, when I was in the morning, I was in Tommy Potts, especially in the morning, I was in the morning, I was in the um Shilum Vishanta Spirit Alta. I guess Inta Alinta, Vishabalta Pentalkamai. I guess um Shifar Inta Inclartulavion. Vishabrelum and Ashkasta Lady, she goes Lear more cash in the yellow. Bagrelum Lomhain, I guess Frankie Kennedy, Golamaga Sealer, she goes just a couple Partners, which I can't read in the year, loaded a couple of tunes. So, can you reel in the because they So, we should be um, from mall. She reel in the I guess we know who and care and the chartam of each Narodi gas, I guess we listen to the mall. We should ain't a far whistle Playing. It's 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 so personal in me. It's 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 uh, it, it moves me so deeply, like you know, emotionally. In fact, I've often said I've often said a whole host of other things in nature in in the world, like uh, a fine man, a fine woman, good health, uh, sylvan beauty. All these things are just a poor reflection of what is to come. Now, such as it is, and for what it is, uh, mine is Irish tradition music, and I've said to myself, I, I must, I, I must conform with what God has laid down. If this and that, what I'm talking about, is a poor reflection, it would be awfully stupid to 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 do anything that would militate against realizing. The perfect thing. Fiddle, the or the violin is very, very. You know, it's just the ultimate universal instrument. It's used in every culture, um, all sorts of. I mean, it's used in classical music through all of North Africa, for instance. You can play anything on it because you're making the notes yourself. So it just depends on what your acculturated style of music is. You know, you you achieve that sound. You can make any sound you like on the fiddle. You can play it in a Cleve Lucas style or a Donegal style, or you can play it in an orchestra, or you can play Hungarian. A restaurant music on it which is kind of wild and goes up to the very very highest notes that you can imagine. I love the fact that that, that, that it has such a singing quality and that it also like is an instrument 
that because of of the nature of the tempered scale that we have, since we're not really bound by that on the fiddle, like it it has a lot of variance to get at like minutia, like with with, do, with notes. It also has um, that ability to be kind of perfect. I suppose kind of perfect. No, there's an oxymoron. But like to be perfect, really, like to to have perfect intonation you know to have like the most precise and clear thing and the other thing is that it's it's like a it's like a game of golf or something like that i mean the the theory is that like any mug can go out there and hit an occasional good shot like which convinces you and shows you just how good it could be if you were able to do it all the time and in a way we always have moments on the fiddle where we hear the tone just right and the sound is great and we're flowing so and and, and it's and it's an alluring vision like that you keep going after all the time and it keeps drawing you and drawing you and and, and so you know at its best you see it's it's an incredible sound like and 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 does an incredible openness to it and beauty you know it's a beautiful looking instrument and it's a beautiful sound i think he cradles the fiddle to his chin tucking it in like a child and the hawthorn bends with blackbirds as he hefts the bow tests the air for sweetness or unremembered ghosts silver flashes in a clean river the bow quivers for an instant light as the light sliver of day over the carob will he make us dance or draw all our unsaid sorrows into one lamenting call to ebb and flow and soothe us. He strikes the first note. Birds fly, feet tap, and three trout clear the furious waterfall. If you enjoyed this documentary, you might like to listen to our other Documentary on One productions. Visit rte.ie forward slash doc on one.